I'm your host, Rufi Castro, and welcome to the Epicenter Fresno podcast. Shalom, shalom, and welcome back. We're excited to record this episode as we're going to continue to answer the question, Did Yeshua break the Sabbath? This next example that we want to talk about comes from the book of John, chapter 5, because this is another example that people utilize to say that Yeshua broke the Sabbath Yeshua came and did away with the Sabbath, and the Sabbath uh, no longer has any sort of meaning for us uh, in our present day. So, John chapter 5, again, reading from the complete Jewish Bible. John 5, beginning at verse 1. The word of the Lord reads as follows. After this, there was a Judean festival, and Yeshua went up to Jerusalem. In Jerusalem... By the Sheep Gate is a pool called in Aramaic Betsata, surrounded by five porches, in which laid a crowd of invalids, blind, lame, crippled. One man was there who had been ill for 38 years. Yeshua, seeing this man and knowing that he had been there a long time, said to him, Do you want to be healed? The sick man answered, I have no one to put me in the pool when the water is disturbed, and while I am trying to get there, someone goes in ahead of me. Yeshua said to him, Get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Immediately, the man was healed, and he picked up his mat and walked. Now that day was Shabbat. So the Judeans said to the man who had been healed, It is Shabbat. It is against Torah for you to carry your mat. But he answered them, The man who healed me, he's the one who told me, Pick up your mat and walk. They asked him, Who is the man who told you to pick it up and walk? But the man who had been healed didn't know who it was because Yeshua had slipped away into the crowd. Okay, so now we're running into a situation where Yeshua not only performs a healing on Shabbat, which we'll talk about that in a different episode. But now he's telling this individual to pick up his mat and walk. So let me give you some background on this. There are many misconceptions about Shabbat. And these misconceptions come from people who actually don't practice Shabbat. They don't keep the Shabbat. And because they don't practice it, because they don't keep it, they really don't know. It would be the equivalent of me telling you, pizza is horrible. It's disgusting. It's gross. Don't eat it. You shouldn't be eating it. It's just you're not going to like it. The problem is, I've never had pizza. Now, again, this is an example. I've had a lot of pizza. I love pizza. But let's just say for argument's sake... I'm going around telling people pizza's gross, is disgusting, and I'm trying to have people not eat pizza, yet I've never tried pizza myself. 
Do you see where I'm coming from? I don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to telling anybody what pizza tastes like, what's better, thick crust, thin crust, any of that. I don't have a leg to stand on when it comes to that because I've never eaten pizza before. So many times arguments come from individuals who don't keep Shabbat, don't know anything about Shabbat. They'll point to this particular portion of scripture and say, well, there you go. Jesus healed on Shabbat and he had this gentleman pick up his mat and walk. And if we keep reading, we'll realize that the Pharisees bring it up to Jesus' attention. And Jesus answers, and here's the thing. For the individuals that want to fight and complain about Shabbat, Jesus broke it. Right off the bat, he didn't break it. But it's funny because if you tell them, go ahead and read what Jesus said, they have a hard time explaining what Jesus is saying. Because the only way that we can understand what Jesus is saying, we actually have to know what Torah says about individuals such as this man who has been lame. He can't walk. The Bible says for 38 years. 38 years. I don't know how old you are listening to this podcast, but those of you that are younger than 38 years, this guy had been lame, unable to walk longer than you've been alive. Can't walk. Can't work. So he's literally become a beggar and he has no friends. And the story goes on to say that, you know, when the the water there is stirred up, he doesn't have anybody to help him get in that water because the story goes on to say the one that gets into that water first receives their healing. Well, his legs don't work. So he has to basically drag himself with his hands. And by the time that happens, you have people that are you know, they're missing an arm, they can't hear for one ear, their legs are perfectly fine. You have other people, you know, that that their ailments are different. So they're able to run and jump into this pool. This man can't. He's stuck there. So we find out that Yeshua has, has mercy on him. But I, I want to take you back to this and remind you, this man is basically homeless. 38 years old, he's been there. That's his place next to that pool doesn't go anywhere can't go anywhere he's a beggar you need to keep all of these things in mind now let's see what torah says all right so we're going to go to the book of exodus chapter 22 because moses actually gives us some insight of how you're supposed to deal with your countrymen with your brother with the fellow israeli with the fellow jew now in our day we'll say you know with fellow believers so this has to do with paying debts when you are indebted to somebody so exodus chapter 22 beginning at verse 25 if you have a jewish bible if you have a regular english bible it's verse 26 The word of the Lord reads as follows. If you take your neighbor's coat as collateral, you are to restore it to him by sunset because it is his only garment. 
He needs to wrap his body. What else does he have in which to sleep? Moreover, if he cries out to me, I will listen because I am compassionate. Let me pause there because you might say, well, pastor, what does that have to do with what you just read? Well, it has a lot to do with it. It has a lot to do with it because Moses teaches when someone is indebted to somebody else and they're poor and you take their coat as collateral, you are commanded by the Lord to return that coat to that individual before the sun goes down. Now, in our Western mindset, in the way we think, in the way we've been brought up, that doesn't make any sense. Because if you owe me money and I'm holding on to, I don't know, your bike or something as collateral, the way it works is the moment you finish paying me the money you owe me, I return the bike to you. That's just the way it is. But here, Scripture is dealing with individuals that are poor, maybe even homeless. Individuals that the only thing they have to their name here in Exodus 22 is their coat. So the Lord commands his people, if you take your neighbor's coat as collateral, you are to restore it to him by sundown. Why? Because that's all he has. The nights get cold. He sleeps in his coat. He wraps himself in his coat when you read Exodus 22. That's how he keeps warm. That is the only thing he has to his name is his coat. That's why he offered it up as collateral. You can only offer up what you have of value. And if you're poor and all you have of value is a coat, then that's it. That's all you have to your name. So let's think about this for a moment because Yeshua is not going to break Torah, is not going to go against the commandments of the Lord. That would be a sin. And again, he would be disqualified as the Messiah. And if you believe that he did break it, then my question to you, brother or sister, is, well, do you not know you're following a false Messiah? And Yeshua is not a false Messiah, God forbid. Yeshua is the promised Messiah of Israel. Yeshua knows Torah. So when he tells this man, take up your mat and walk, you have to remember he's been there for 38 years. The only thing that this man has to his name, the only thing that he has at any belongings or anything is this mat. So what Yeshua is doing, he's actually applying Torah to the situation. Because we'll talk about healing on the Sabbath in a future episode. Right now we're talking about was he in violation by telling this man to carry his mat on Shabbat? And the answer to that is no. Because that's all he has. Where do you think he's going to sleep that night? If he's going to take a nap because he's weak, he's homeless. Where is he supposed to lay on? All he has is his mat. So no, Yeshua didn't break Shabbat by having him carry his mat. Don't forget to check out our website 
www.epicenterfresno.com where you will find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram, and our YouTube channel.